This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Today is Monday, June 20th, 2022. Stephen Colbert staged an insurrection inside the U.S. Capitol. Joe Biden falls off his bike. Latinos swing towards the GOP. And Emmanuel Macron loses his majority in France. Ladies and gentlemen, populism is popular. My name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show. Fox News alert breaking right now. Word of a major breach of security on Capitol Hill. At least seven people who work for the comedian Stephen Colbert were arrested and jailed last night for breaching the Capitol building. Here's what we know right now. Capitol Police were called around 8.30 p.m. Thursday night for a disturbance at the Longworth House Office Building. These individuals, who we've confirmed work for The Late Show, were seen roaming the building while it was closed to visitors. Capitol Police say they did not have congressional IDs and were not authorized to be walking around without an escort. Who let them into the Capitol without authorization? Well, according to a congressional source, it was the Democrats, Congressman Adam Schiff and Jake Achenklaas. Happy Monday morning to you. My name is Benny Johnson and this is The Benny Show. We will break down all of the news that you may have missed this weekend. We hope that you had a wonderful Father's Day. I certainly did. We read the Bible. We spent all day with the kids. My dad was here. It was amazing. It was a spectacular Father's Day. One of the best I've ever had. The best Father's Day I have ever had. I now have two kids. Last Father's Day I had one kid and it was Sunday. And so again, we cracked open the Bible, and we read, we're reading through the Gospels right now, and we were in a passage of Mark where Jesus says, hey, if you live by the sword, you die by the sword. You better be careful about the rules you make for yourself because they will be used to cut you back. So if you want to live by a very specific set of standards and judge everyone around you by those standards and those rules, man, those are sharp bladed edges and they will cut back and the left is learning that right now as the left has now staged their own insurrection. That's right, insurrection by Stephen Colbert, late night host Stephen Colbert, uber live Stephen Colbert. I mean, you're talking this man is as blue as Leonardo DiCaprio at the very bottom of the ocean after Titanic credits rolled, right? Like this man is blue, adabadi-dabadai. Stephen Colbert is the wokest of the woke, and he had sent a number of staff members, seven to be exact, on his payroll, his employees, into the Capitol to harass and to potentially interfere with the democratic processes. They were kicked out of the Capitol and they entered illegally. And then cops surrounded Stephen Colbert's staff and arrested them and they're in jail now. True, ladies and gentlemen, if you live by the sword, you die by the sword. So this, by 
modern definition is an insurrection. An insurrection by the left standards, by Stephen Colbert's standards, and Stephen Colbert has done nigh on 500,000 monologues about January 6th insurrection. By the definition of the left, an insurrection is trespassing. An insurrection is wandering through the Capitol when you're not invited. That's what an insurrection is. There are hundreds of patriots that are literally rotting in prison, 500 plus days in prison, being charged with maximum sentences, spending years, maybe the rest of their lives in jail. One father-son duo is going to be spending 30 years in prison, according to a ruling this weekend, for trespassing at the U.S. Capitol. Somebody explain to me how Stephen Colbert and his team should not spend the rest of their lives in prison just like these men. Tell me the difference. Father, son, and Marilyn walked into the Capitol after the cops opened up the door. I guess the difference is that the cops didn't open the door for Stephen Colbert and his crew. Maybe that's the difference. The difference is, is that Stephen Colbert and his crew were actually there after police jettisoned them from the building. They were there after hours without ID, without any type of supervision, and they were wandering the halls of the Capitol harassing Republicans and attempting to enter their offices. According to the report, they were banging on the doors of Kevin McCarthy, Jim Jordan, and now they're in jail. So what will happen to them? You live by the sword, you die by the sword. Let's read what happened, ladies and gentlemen, at the Capitol. Multiple people who work for Stephen Colbert, who, by the way, Stephen Colbert must be charged. We must find what how, wow, we must find out what happened. We gotta find out. Sorry, I'm very excited this morning. I had a great weekend. Very excited this morning. Had a great weekend. And also, we've been building in our studio and we have all these awesome updates. And so we're just very excited to launch the show today. Stephen Colbert must be investigated by Republicans' own January 6th committee because he clearly masterminded this operation to send in his own staff, according to the Daily Mail, to harass and to potentially interfere with the processes of a democracy. That's right. The process of democracy. A total of nine people. Forgive me, I said seven. The number has changed. Nine people detained over the incident and arrested. Among those arrested, Robert Smigel, best known for his character, Triumph the Insult Comic Dog. Smigel is a frequent guest on Colbert's show. Also arrested were one of Colbert's producers, Allison Martinez, and writer Josh Comers, reports Fox News. According to Fox News' Chad Pergram, who's a fantastic congressional reporter, know the guy, nice dude. The group was attempting to film and take pictures around the offices of minority leader Kevin McCarthy and Lauren Boebert. It's unclear why the visit may be linked to the ongoing January 6th riot hearings with Democrat Representative Adam Schiff reportedly letting the people in. You can't get better than this. Adam Schiff. Adam Schiff, who sits on the January 6th committee. Adam Schiff, the man who invented two impeachments of Donald Trump out of nothing, fabricated and lied to the American people, saying that he, ha he has evidence that Donald Trump quid pro quo with Ukraine evidence that John, Donald Trump created the insurrection. He's saying this now, still to this very day, that Donald Trump facilitated an insurrection. Adam Schiff, the scum of the earth, the pencil neck, this man, this liar, this bug-eyed freak is now opening up the doors to the Capitol so that his lefty apparatchik team 
can wander through illegally and obstruct the Democrat processes of Republicans, presumably, because it's obstruction to go bang on their offices, harass their staff. The definition of insurrection, according to Encyclopedia Britannica, is a violent uprising against the authority of government. What is the definition of insurrection? I read to you. Britannica.com. Insurrection, an organized, usually violent act of revolt or rebellion against an established government or governing authority. Well, I guess then Adam Schiff himself is guilty of staging an insurrection because these group of Stephen Colbert producers, writers, and on-air personalities were an organized group that were acting against an established government. That would be Kevin McCarthy and elected Republicans. And they were wandering through their offices without permission, without legal entry into the Capitol, and were trying to obstruct democracy. Throw them in prison forever. Lock them up. Throw away the key. And then Republicans, you better intern a special counsel and drag in Stephen Colbert and prosecute him. We're currently in the month of June 2022. June 6th, 1944 was the infamous D-Day landing, something that changed the history of the world. Do you know that not since that landing has the S&P 500 had a worse start to their year? Not since World War II have stocks been hammered so hard in this nation. We were at global war before we had such a plunge in the stock market. Amazon down 37%, Tesla down 40%, and crypto just decimated. Now is the time, ladies and gentlemen, to start thinking about protecting what you own, what you have earned. And my recommendation is to consider precious metals. And the only company to do that with is Birch Gold. They're the only people that I trust. They can help you convert your IRA or 401k into a gold and silver backed IRA and 401k. A precious metal is something that has retained its value for all time. So it doesn't matter if it's world wars or if it's Joe Biden as president, this is a commodity that retains its value. I recommend Birch Gold because my family personally uses them to help diversify our finances, and I could not be happier with the service we received. Text Benny to 989898 to get a free zero-obligation info kit on holding gold in a tax-sheltered account. Ladies and gentlemen, make your finances Joe Biden-proof. Text Benny to 989898 and go gold. We won't end until Stephen Colbert has to do his show from a rat-infested, feces-smeared cell inside of Washington, D.C. Those are the rules. You made them. Democrats, you made them, and you're now going to live by them. The group had earlier been attempting to get interviews in the Cannon House office building, but were removed due to lack of press credentials. Yes, correct. The detained, in addition to Smigel, have been named... Jake Plunkett, Allison Martinez, Tyrone Dean, uh, Stephen Romond, Nicoletta Green, Brendan Hurley, Josh Comers, and David Friedman. According to her LinkedIn page, uh, listen, Allison Martinez is an associate producer with Colbert's Late Night Talk Show. On his page, Jace, Jake Plunkett is listed as a senior producer. So, according to a congressional force, Fox News said that on a broadcast... The, on his broadcast that the group gained access to the building 
by Congressman Adam Schiff and Jake Alshinloss of Massachusetts. Davis also told Waters, we just found out about the arrest today. I'm going to make sure, Davis being the congressman that Jesse Waters had on his show, sorry, I think we skipped over that. Uh, Davis is a member of Congress who oversees the Capitol Police, and he told Jesse Waters, we just found out about the arrest today. I'm going to make sure when we get back to Washington next week that we're going to ask questions that need to be asked. We will have security officials asked why these arrests are made and what is going to happen next. The House Select Select Committee on the January 6th public hearing have featured heavily on Colbert's show in recent days. So Colbert is acting in concert with the January 6th committee to try and create content and stage his own insurrection. These people must rot in prison forever. They have to be treated the exact same as January 6th defendants. January 6th defendants are being charged with trespassing. Not a single one of them has been charged with insurrection. That's how you know this is a lie. Not one, not one person has been charged with insurrection because on January 6th, what happened was according to multiple, I mean, we're talking hundreds of minutes of video evidence, Capitol Police retreated into the Capitol, opened up the doors in many cases, rioters, meaning people who didn't know any better, wandered through the Capitol building and then left after two hours. And then the proceeding went on and they validated the votes for Joe Biden. That's what happened. So in what universe is Stephen Colbert's staff doing anything? In what universe is Stephen Colbert's staff not insurrectionists? They did the exact same thing. They were entering the Capitol without permission. Lock them up. According to a statement from the Capitol Police on June 16, 2022, at approximately 8.30 p.m. in the Capitol building, received a call of a disturbance in Longworth House office building. Responding officers observed seven individuals unescorted without congressional ID in the sixth floor hallway. The statement continued, the building was closed to visitors and these individuals were de- uh, determined to be part of a group that had been directed by the U.S. Capitol Police to leave the building earlier in the day. They were charged with unlawful entry. This is an active criminal investigation and the result in addition to criminal charges uh, after consultation with the U.S. attorney. They are going to be criminally charged. Get ready. Insurrection time. All staged by the people who are hosting the January 6th hearings. What clown world we live in. How desperate, how pathetic, and how desperate. Here's how it works. I worked on Capitol Hill for a very, very long time. I was a credentialed congressional reporter for five years in Capitol Hill. I worked out of the U.S. Capitol for two and a half years in the press gallery. So I had my little credentials. I went through my screening process. I go to the Capitol Police. You go in and get your photo taken. You get your little credentials. And let me tell you, it is much easier to board an airplane through TSA than it is to get into the United States Capitol, even with a credential. That building is locked up. This is why it was really stunning for me to watch January 6th happen because it's not easy to enter the U.S. Capitol. It is so much stricter than boarding a transatlantic flight. It is so much stricter than walking through TSA. They have multiple gates of entry. They make you empty your bags. If you have like a pen or a little, you know, any like little piece of tinfoil on you, it'll detect it. You'll have to empty your pockets. It is tough 
to get through. And most importantly, 100% ID check. They're going through those badges. They're running them through the machine. They're checking that your badges are certified. And those badges come from an authority inside the Capitol. So the Capitol is a very tough building to get into. And these people wouldn't just be able to waltz in. If it's after hours, this group of individuals was being assisted by a member of Congress. That is no, there is no doubt. This is an inside job. The definition of an inside job. These producers for Stephen Colbert's show were being walked into the Capitol by someone, by some office. They were being holed up in some office. So what, the way that they would avoid being kicked out is that they would go into Adam Schiff's office. Adam Schiff would close the door and then they would like hang out there. And then Adam Schiff would then release them back into the halls of Congress. If they were kicked out, this is how that, would, that operation would work. So I look forward to this investigation. I look forward to the criminal charges. And if you didn't already know that this entire... If you didn't already know that this entire sham hearing was essentially about creating a narrative for the left and utilizing the organs of leftist propaganda in the media in order to make a election narrative for Democrats. Now you know. Now you know. They're literally getting arrested for their own insurrection trying to help Democrats win elections. So they're staging their own insurrection to help Democrats win elections. That's beside the fact that Jamie Raskin and Benny Thomas on the January 6th committee, both of them did not vote to approve the electoral docket for George W. Bush and Donald Trump, respectively. So Jamie Raskin did not vote to certify the election for George W. Bush, insurrectionist. And Benny Thompson did not vote to certify the election results for Donald Trump in 2016, insurrectionist. (laughs) It's too good. It's too good. Go to prison for life. Lock away the key. Remember this last month when Elon Musk announced that he would be turning Twitter into a free speech company and that speech would be legal on the platform once more? Remember the demon screams from the left as they writhed and ripped their garments because there would be a place where conservatives might speak freely? Well, that's because the left knows that censorship and destroying conservative thoughts and ripping conservative websites down from the internet is one of their most powerful tools. It always is for the communist. That's why we host BennyJohnson.com and this show through RightForge. RightForge is the only internet server company that allows for free speech and will protect American virtues like freedom of association and thought. RightForge is the internet server company that protects the American internet and they are building their new internet right now. I totally recommend that you take your company and your products online over to RightForge at RightForge.com. RightForge.com, the real American internet. Speaking of keys that should be locked and bikes that should be locked up, (laughs) they should lock up Joe Biden's bike at this point. We've covered this uh, quite a bit on the show, but they got to lock up Joe Biden's bike. You got to throw away the key, put the padlock on it. And until you attach very large training wheels, you can't let Biden back out on the bike. It's tantamount to elder abuse. Here's what happened this weekend. Joe Biden was vacationing, as one does when the economy is in collapse, when the fuel supply for this country is in collapse, when the stock market's in collapse, when crypto's in collapse, when the border's in collapse. 
You vacation, right? That's what you do as president. So Joe Biden was vacationing and then Joe Biden collapsed and perfect allegory to what he's doing to our nation. Joe Biden falls directly off his bike. If you haven't already seen the extremely viral clip, we have it for your viewing pleasure right now. Down he goes. Ouch. Oh, he just fell like a sack of potatoes. Two more. Biden just wheels up to a bunch of people. This is classic Biden, by the way. This is just the classic Joe Biden. You remember, this is the guy who told the wheelchair-bound man to, to stand up and be recognized. Do you remember that? This is the same Joe Biden that falls ass backwards into such clumsy and klutzy, moronic moments. He tells an entire group of majority minority voters in West Virginia in 2012 that Republicans will put them back in chains. This is Joe Biden, ladies and gentlemen. He's always off script. This is the same guy that said they're, that they're calling for Putin's removal in Russia just a couple of, uh, maybe one month ago when he was traveling to Poland. Just on an offhanded comment. Joe Biden can't help himself. He can't help himself. So he's not supposed to stop here, clearly. Jill Biden goes along the pre-prescribed path. You can see Jill there, like, zooming along in the right path. And Joe Biden can't stop himself. He has to veer off. He has to go talk to the well-wishers that were, you know, the three group of three group of uh, people that were standing next to Joe Biden, right? His three legitimate voters standing there. And Joe Biden has to wander over to try and, like, glad hand. And in doing so, he doesn't know how to stop his own bicycle. So Biden just collapses. Biden collapses directly onto his side. He's 79 years old. This is a hard fall right onto the concrete. You'll notice he didn't put his arm out to stop himself. He just fell. He just collapsed. And this is getting to something that we've covered a lot on the show, which is early onset dementia. You start to lose your balance. Joe Biden walks like a robot. Joe Biden doesn't have balance. He has demyelinization of the, his nervous system, and he's starting to get very frail. It's elder abuse. It's elder abuse, what they're doing to Joe Biden right now. And, and Jill Biden is, Jill Biden, Hunter Biden, and Ashley Biden are chief among the people who should be charged with elder abuse for what they've done to this man. He is not, not, not stable. Well, Donald Trump, <laughs> a very stable genius, as Donald Trump would say, had uh, a response to this. He shared a meme Donald Trump said no words about Joe Biden falling over on his bike. He simply shared a meme. Here is Donald Trump's official response to Joe Biden collapsing. <laughs> Donald Trump shared that on Truth Social. According to Reuters, POTUS fell down on his bike and then he got up and said, I'm good. He said his foot got stuck. Got it. The 79-year-old Biden uh, did not sustain any injuries in the fall. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, right. You you try falling from a standing up position directly on to the concrete. Try it. Joe Biden. Some observers fear that Biden's physical state may be representative of his mental state. Uh, 38 Republican lawmakers, along with Donald Trump's former White House physician, uh, now Representative Ronnie Jackson, wrote a letter in February to Biden demanding that he take a cognitive test for Alzheimer's disease. As we have covered, Alzheimer's disease, cognitive 
slowing, the inability to find words, confusion, the typical signs of Alzheimer's are all there in Joe Biden. Not knowing where you are, not being able to conjure up words or statements, general, general dismay at what's going on around you and massive mood changes, mood swings. Joe Biden regularly screaming and yelling or whispering into the microphone. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. 58% of Americans believe Biden should receive a cognitive test, according to polling. Less than 25% of voters strongly believe that Biden is mentally fit. Yikes, it's not good. Bad polling for Biden. 54% of adults think Biden is not mentally sound enough to serve as president. 54%. 54%. Okay. Just 29% of Americans believe Biden will pursue a second term. Well, yeah. I mean, you'd have to assume that when the president can't stay upright on a bicycle that he probably won't keep the country upright. And of course, you're seeing the results of Joe Biden's leadership in catastrophic and total disasters for the stock market, which continues its flaming downward spiral in the crypto markets, which have rendered so many crypto accounts essentially worthless, have lost people some $2 trillion. The crypto market was actualized like $3 trillion, $2 trillion of that has now evaporated. The crypto market's now, I think, below a trillion dollars in valuation. And it's it, it, Bitcoin was at $17,000 this weekend. It's popped back up a little bit. The collapse, the collapse. Gas prices, of course, food prices, of course, and Joe Biden doing what? Vacationing with his family while there are empty shelves, baby f- formula shortages. There's just not a good thing. Republicans have the easiest race to win possible. They just simply ask, has your life gotten better? It's the old Reagan ad. Has your life gotten better? Has your life gotten better? Last two years, tell me a single thing that's gotten better for you. It's the simplest question. And the answer, of course, would be no. If you were running a midterm against Donald Trump, the answer would be yes. Actually, a lot of things have gotten better. In 2018, from 2016 to 2018, tons of stuff was getting better. And 2019 was roaring, the roaring 20s. Back at it again. And Americans are longing for it. Nothing is getting better in my old city of D.C. Gunfire at D.C. Juneteenth Street Party leaves multiple people, including police officer, shot. The shooting took place in Washington, D.C., Northwest Corridor. The shooting was on U Street between 14th and 13th. Street. This was in the celebration of the brand new Juneteenth holiday. Officers were shot. MPD, Metropolitan Police Department, is responding to the area of 14th and U Street for a shooting incident. Multiple people have been shot. Great. Great job, including police officers. We can confirm that one member, one of our members working in the area, 14th and U Street, has been shot. The member has been transported to the hospital as in stable condition. My wife worked in Washington, D.C. inside of the Trauma One Center 
in Washington. She saw so many gunshot wounds and so many horrific instances. D.C. is a violent place. It's a wretched place to live. Get out. And this is before they defunded the police. So they ended up defunding the police. And what that did is sent my family fleeing to Florida. Once they defunded the police and once they stopped enforcing homeless laws. It was incredible how your nation's capital just descended into total and complete madness, a dystopian nightmare. Some of the most beautiful vestiges and some of the most honored and timeless monuments in American history just covered in homeless encampments, tents, meth needles, and and, and fecal matter on the sidewalks in front of like the Senate, the U.S. Senate Heritage Foundation right there. I used to work there. And then the police, to, the police wouldn't even show up when you called anymore. My wife and I lived in what you would call a gentrifying neighborhood, I guess. Like, it was a pretty dangerous block, and we, we lived in a little house that was connected to all the other houses. And in our time there, we saw so many people get shot. The number of times police would knock on our doorstep to get our footage from our doorstep with our cameras because someone had been murdered or shot or crime had taken place. It was like, it got to weekly. Then the house burned down next to ours, and... Smoke and flames flooded our house. We had a newborn and we were gone. We were gone. We just went down to Florida to look for a home. And here we are. Get out of blue cities. Get out of the blue cities. Thankfully, the reign of madness may be at an end. Texas triple threat leads Hispanic voters to seismic shift towards GOP. The realignment is here. People have had enough, according to Breitbart. Republican Myra Flores' special election victory is the latest in a mounting evidence that Hispanic voters are now inching away from the Democratic Party. I don't think inching. I think they're sprinting away. Flores defeated Democrat Dan Sanchez by eight points in the heavily Hispanic 34th district, becoming the first Mexican-born woman in Congress and Republican to represent the Rio Grande Valley in 150 years. Now, she, along with two other Republicans, Cassidy Garcia and Monica De La Cruz, have found themselves in the forefront of an undeniable national trend that they will work to redden Texas's southernmost point and swing Hispanic voters to the GOP. The red wave is here, Garcia told Breitbart News on Friday. Now more than ever, Hispanics feel a genuine sense of belonging with the GOP. We know Hispanics are conservatives on education and social issues. We're pro-life, pro-gun. We want lower taxes, religious freedom, and school choice. Man, it's wonderful to hear. It just makes you beam with joy. We've played a couple of the ads, but we'll, we'll, I, we'll, we'll put them up on uh, Facebook later today and YouTube later today. But some of, my, uh, some of uh, uh, Flores' ads are just incredible. Her all-Spanish ads, they'll give you chills. Because truly, the Hispanic populations in America did not come here for communism or socialism. They fled communism or socialism. In South America, I think there's like two countries that aren't full-scale socialist or, or Marxist at this point. They're fleeing to get away from that crap. They're coming here to get away, not to bring that sort of cultural Marxist ideology back on their children. So what Democrats are offering them when they get here is grooming their kids, the communism that they just fled, and you know, like the destruction of their churches. And it's not going to win. Republicans are offering cheap gas and groceries and jobs. That's the winning message. Uh, Garcia's district leans blue and includes parts of the Rio Grande Valley border sector, typically the nation's busiest border sector. 
That sector in May saw an average of 1,500 illegal border crossers a day. I grew up in a town called Solon, Iowa that had 500 people in it. And Solon, Iowa, well, this is three populations of Solon, Iowa crossing the border every single day. It's unsustainable. It's unsustainable. NRCC spokesperson Mike Berg says he believes that Hispanic voters are banning the Democrats because of their destructive policies. Also, because Democrats continue to call them Latinx. If you want to win these people over, how about you stop saying that their language is racist? The reason Latinx, Latinx exists is because you have Latino and Latina. Spanish is a gendered language. They have male and female adjectives. And so when you have a gendered language, the wokes, the, the wokest broke brains like AOC will say, oh yeah, this is offensive. So we're going to make it X instead of O or A with an accent mark. We're going to add next. So that's what Latinx is all about. Latinx is all about changing the language of Spanish. <laughs> oh man, they're going to lose so bad. And the trends are all there. The trends are there internationally. The trends are drifting, not towards like the Trump, not towards like the Trump, like one-off, like, wow, we can't believe Trump pulled this off. This is amazing. We weren't expecting this. The trends are there now for populism and nationalism internationally. You've seen it in Brexit in Britain, and now you're starting to see it all throughout Eastern Europe and in France. This was a shocking result over the weekend. Emmanuel Macron, who has been governing in France with a massive majority for his center-left party in France, lost, lost his majority in a collapse, not even close in their parliamentary election. Makes you wonder how Macron can win the presidential election if he's not popular enough to keep his majorities in parliament really makes you want normally if you're winning a presidential election people are going to be voting your party in. if you're going to be that popular to win I think he won pretty handily uh in his runoff election with Marie Le Pen you'd assume that that would carry forward in parliament but it didn't Emmanuel Macron got a drubbing this weekend signaling a populist and nationalist uprising in even the most liberal of countries France is historically quite liberal. French President Emmanuel Macron is set to face a potentially tumultuous five years of deadlock after his centrist alliance fell short of an absolute majority in a parliamentary runoff on Sunday. Just weeks after he was re-elected, voters massively came out in support of the far-right National Party and the left-wing coalition. So what you're seeing is a fracturing of people both saying this system isn't working. The new right and the new left. Macron's ensemble coalition won 245 seats down from 345 seats. So they lost 100 seats? 100 seats inside of parliament. They got destroyed. Marie Le Pen's national party walked in with 89 seats. So that's the change. The change was that Marie Le Pen's party, which was, I think, at like zero seats, in the previous few election cycles and now has 89. So they just deleted, they just deleted Emmanuel Macron and then took all of his seats. What a dynamite shift here for France. The runoff vote determines the composition of the National Assembly. 
the parliament's lower chamber, in the first round of voting last Sunday. Macron's coalition of parties was neck and neck with the uh, leftist far-left alliance, sparking concerns that Macron's camp in the French president's popularity was sharply in decline. Macron's supporters were left reeling after several party big guns, including the Speaker of the National Assembly, so like a Nancy Pelosi of France, uh, and Macron's party whip, so that would be... Uh, 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 that would be Steny Hoyer. Sorry there, Steny Hoyer. So Nancy Pelosi and Steny Hoyer uh, uh, in the outgoing changer lost their seats. So Nancy Pelosi got defeated. So this would be like Nancy Pelosi in San Francisco getting defeated by a Lauren Boebert, right? By a Madison Cawthorn or a Marjorie Taylor Greene or Matt Gates or somebody who is like in the America First Coalition. Think of the bombshell that that is. Think of what it means. Wow. So now you have a real, actual, functioning, conservative body inside of the French chamber, and it's going to mean big things. It's going to mean huge things for the world. It's going to mean very big things against globalism. It's going to mean more nationalism, more populism, and that's what we're seeing here in America. What we're seeing here in America, ladies and gentlemen, is the resurgence of a populist and a nationalist coalition of people that are saying, oh, we don't care what our skin color is. We don't care where our backgrounds are. We don't care what your grandfather voted for. We want to put this country first. We are tired of a group of scum from both parties that have been selling us out. We are sick of it because it's our children who live here. Father's Day was this weekend, and you know, you'd have a second where you step back as a father and you're like, this is why I'm doing this. I'm doing this for my kids. The only motivation for any good person, for any real, honest parent in society, is to make a better country for your children. And that's what Father's Day was all about in my family, and that's what Father's Day was about, presumably, in your family. What are you doing to make your country a livable place for your child? And that is going to be the driving factor in the future elections here in America. It's going to be the driving factor for us. And if you can't demonstrate that you have done anything, which Joe Biden cannot, to make life better for Americans, then you are going to suffer dearly. And we're going to see that. We think, we think Steve Bannon's right. We think it'll be 100 seats. We think it'll be a 100-seat majority for 100 years. Now, Donald Trump is saying that he's not endorsing Kevin McCarthy for speaker. That was breaking news this morning. We'll see what happens there. He's endorsed Kevin McCarthy in his congressional race. He hasn't endorsed him for speaker. What does that mean? I don't know. <laughs> it'll be interesting. Also, coming up this week, we'll see if the Supreme Court will issue their ruling finally on Roe v. Wade. We wait in excited anticipation for that. And the Pope? Is the Pope going to be re going to be resigning? The Pope's canceling a ton of trips amid, amid allegedly health scares. A lot of news this week. Please stay tuned to our channels. We will be bringing all of it to you with our, our own commentary. And we're very excited about the direction of this show. We're very excited about the direction of this audience because we want to save America. That's it. We just want to save America. That's it. God, family, country. That's what we care about on this show. We do this for our families. We were born free men and women, and we intend to stay that way. God bless all of you. Thank you for watching. Have a wonderful Monday.